You are now listening to the Autoimmune Doc Podcast with Dr. Taylor Crick. Dr. Taylor is an expert in helping those suffering with autoimmune disease, and he himself has autoimmune disease. Autoimmunity is rampant today. The purpose of this podcast is to educate about the underlying causes and natural solutions to halt autoimmune disease progression. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. For more information from Dr. Taylor, visit www.autoimmuneeducationacademy.com. Without further ado, here's your host, Dr. Taylor Crick. Welcome to the Autoimmune Doc Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Taylor Crick, and I love explaining the mechanisms behind autoimmunity and chronic disease. And today's episode is a really, really, really good example of that because this is something that I've been studying intensely for a quite a long time now. Uh, and it's mast cells. And I had somebody recently say, is, are you saying mass or mast? And for the rest of our consult, I kept saying mast, mast. Uh, it's kind of like the Pam Pan thing in, in Step Brothers, but mast cells. So that's today's topic. And it's a good segue from, you know, our last like our last three, you know, episodes talking about uh, infections and pathogens. And especially with the last one leaving off with with mold uh, and, and talking about how mold can trigger both an innate immune response and an adaptive immune response. And that's a great thing to talk about with these mast cells. So Again, I've been studying these a lot. I got a lot of info in my head. My guess is that I'm just going to get rolling. I've got I've got notes and an outline as as always. But um, yeah, so and let me start by saying that the mast cells are intimately involved in autoimmune disease. So if you have any symptoms, obviously, I assume that's why you're listening to this podcast. You need to know about mast cells. Uh, um, yeah, if you have any any autoimmune disease, um, or like many of you that have even called in to me, that have called in to to work with me, um, or have begun working with me, or even you know had a free phone consult with me, a lot of you you think you might have autoimmune disease because you got a strange constellation of symptoms, and somebody's told you, oh, that sounds like it might be autoimmune. It it might be, but the odds that mast cells are involved is really really high. Um, for anybody listening to this, if you have a vowel in your name, the odds are high, or if you're having any inflammatory symptom, and that includes brain fog and anxiety and depression and fatigue. Those are some of the most prominent symptoms, but a lot of people don't associate those with inflammation in the same way that they do, you know, something like joint pain. So you're going to want to hear this. So, and, and let me give you some examples. So joint pain, mast cells are expressed normally in the joints of, of normal people, but in the joints of rheumatoid arthritis patients, they are, there are 5 to 24 times more mast cells in the synovial tissue of patients with RA. So what we see are that these mast cells are a cause of inflammation, but they also accumulate in tissues where there is a lot of inflammation. Mast cells are expressed in the brains of NMS, there are more mast cells in the uterus in endometriosis. There are more mast cells found in different skin lesions. And they're highly implicated in symptoms, again, like joint pain, fatigue, brain fog, migraines, 
endometriosis, anxiety, depression, brain fog, and basically anything inflammatory. Um, IBD, IBS, um, gosh, whatever else you have, they're, they're, they're implicated. So let's talk about this. So mast cells are part of the inflammatory response. Um, they're, they're located highly in, they're like sentinel cells. So I call them, I call them landmines. And so with that, they're located in tissues that interface with the outside world. So like the skin. So any like itching, hivesy things, those can be mast cell responses. They're located in the gut. And, And again, mast cells are implicated in IBD, IBS. Um, they're located in the sinuses. So, and obviously in the sinuses, so mast cells release, the, the most famous thing is histamine. So obviously the sinuses, the claritins and the zertex, you know, that, that's where they're re- located. But even in the gut, like in the upper gut, in the stomach, your pepsids and your Zantax are also antihistamine. So the mast cells are implicated with reflux and with stomach acid balance problems. Um, and then lower in the gut with things like IBD, IBS. Um, again, I, I think I already mentioned that in the uterus, um, in the lungs, the bladder too, you know, so things like interstitial cystitis, um, and other, other bladder problems, um, lungs, I mentioned, you know, asthma, allergies, certainly allergic, allergic, uh, allergic asthma, and then in the brain and, and there's any highly vascularized tissue too. So mast cells impact blood flow and impact coagulation. They can activate things like platelet activating factors, but also like uh, permeability. So permeability. So that's a a word that we talk about a lot. Uh, And you know what, too? We're only a few minutes in. Let me stop and say, I forgot to say, leave us a rating and a review. Let me know if there's anything that you enjoy about the show. Look us up on all the other channels, all the other things that I'm supposed to say. Now, back to where I was. So they're intimately involved with blood flow. So that's why, you know, like migraines or things like cerebral, like decreased cerebral blood flow, like brain fog, um, they're intimately involved with that. Also with things like water retention or puffiness or edema, that's a lot of like leaky blood vessels, but also leaky gut, leaky brain Leaky sinuses, leaky lung histamine can degrade those barriers. But okay, so mast cells, though, let me go back because mast cells are in part of the inflammatory response, but they can also trigger and turn on self amplifying inflammatory loops. Like one of them is NF kappa B. That's probably the most famous and most important inflammatory pathway that gets turned on. This is a gene transcription factor that gets turned on like a light switch. And like a light switch, it does not turn off until somebody turns it off. So once it turns on, it can be a self-amplifying loop. And that inflammation can just keep going and going and going and going. And so it's kind of like, again, a landmine that once that goes off, and it starts, you know, a fire, let's say, then you got to put out the fire. The landmine started the fire, but in the, to prevent the fire, the only way to prevent the fire is don't drive over the landmine. Don't trigger the landmine. But once it's gone off, 
it can set off other problems with inflammatory pathways and inflammatory things. So, and that's the other thing too. So mast cells, you got to see these things in, in a picture. I describe them. And if you don't know this metaphor, you're going to think I'm stupid. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Twister, and there's this thing in there called Dorothy, and, and I know this too. Uh, she's never going to listen to this, I bet. But it's my, my wife's favorite movie, which is a horrible movie. <laughs> it's not bad. But uh, there's this thing called Dorothy. And so Dorothy, it puts all these balls up into a tornado and those balls are like they can track the tornado you know and it's cutting edge technology in you know 1995 or whatever but that's what a mast cell looks like so they literally have all these balls they're called vesicles and these vesicles are filled with prepackaged inflammatory mediators okay this is really 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 important so again you have to picture this Picture like, again, this, this bag filled with all these balls, right? And, and if I open the bag, all the balls can come out or I can open the bag and just drop like a couple of the balls out. And that's what mast cells can do. They can either degranulate where they bleh, like vomit out all their contents or they can selectively release cytokines. This is really, 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 really important because not all mast cell mediated issues are histamine mediated. Histamine is a big deal. Histamine is a big part. I see a lot of histamine issues and they are their own set of problems, but mast cells can trigger, again, other things. So like in in an RA patient, they might not necessarily benefit from like taking a Zyrtec or a Claritin. And RA is, is also a TH1 dominant uh, disease, you know, th- these are these are different, but mast cells are still mediated. Uh, mast cells are more associated with the Th2 side of adaptive immunology. Things like interleukin four, the main Th2 cytokine, drives mast cell activation. So it's more on the Th2 side of things. So RA was a pretty good example, but there's not always histamine. But I digress. So these prepackaged vesicles or these vesicles have things in them like histamine, things like tryptase, which is a, a protease, a, a, an enzyme, um, and inflammatory cytokines like TNF-alpha tumor necrosis factor. This is very, very inflammatory. And interleukin-6, interleukin-6 is the main cytokine of, of, of NF-kappa-B, and it's very inflammatory, and it... Again, once you start this fire, it's like fire. It will continue to engulf other things unless it's put out. Uh, other things like prostaglandins, leukotrienes, uh, platelet aggregating factors, all kinds of things in these prepackaged vesicles. So when the mast cells are triggered, they can release these things and those things Again, they're sentinel cells, so those things can sound the alarm. They can trigger inflammation. Now, what happens and what we see a lot more of today is because there are more environmental insults, we see that mast cells get dysfunctional. So part of this is a, is a normal response. It's a healthy response. We want a mast cell response. We want an inflammatory response. But our mast cells can become dysfunctional 
And then a dysfunctional mast cell response can lead to a dysregulated immune response. So that's the thing with mast cells. They're, 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 they line these tissues. They're like landmines that can be triggered. And when they get triggered, they can either release all of their contents or they can release some of their contents being histamine and inflammatory cytokines. Those inflammatory things can turn on inflammation in other areas and other pathways. So like another example is that mast cells in the brain turn on microglial cells. So microglial cells are the main cells of neuroinflammation. You know, if you get a concussion tomorrow, the concern is your microglial cells. You've primed these microglial cells for neuroinflammation. And that is a little bit different, even though mast cells are implicated in TBI, but it is a little bit different. But mast cells can turn on microglial cells, and microglial cells can turn on more mast cells. So inhibiting mast cell degranulation can turn off neuroinflammation, and sometimes you need both. But mast cells, again, are, are triggered by, this is really important, they're triggered by things. So the first thing is allergens. That's a for sure a known thing that we've always known, but the mast cell science is evolving to know that it's not just allergens. But These are things like you know, pet dander, pine, ragweed, pollen, uh, you know, whatever, grass, uh, I don't know, dust mites, etc. mold, you know, true IgE allergies. And that's because IgE antibodies line the outside of mast cells. And so when these antigens bind to these IgEs, it triggers a mast cell degranulation. And that's you know, similar to an anaphylactic reaction, or it's a, it's immediate, you know, and immediately your muscles are just like, blah, histamine, 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 itchy nose, runny eyes, get your Zyrtec, get your Claritin. Um, and yeah, I had somebody yesterday that said that she gets sinus infections regularly. And she said, if I take a Claritin or Zyrtec within the first day, I can stop it from turning into a 10 or 10 day thing. But if I don't get ahead of it in time, then it's usually a 10-day course. And I said, yeah, that's, that's mast cell. You're trying to get a hold of that histamine response before that fire becomes too big. Um, but they're triggered by allergens. That one's obvious. That one's known. And, and that's the only thing that allergists look at. So, you know, a lot of my practice is driven by like, where does conventional fall short? And allergy and ENT is like, uh, you know, could it be any shorter? You know, actually, yes, it can in a lot of other specialties. But uh, we see this often that that's overlooked, that other things trigger these mast cells. And it can still trigger a histamine response. It can tr still trigger a mast cell response. But on an allergy test, it won't show up. So here's a huge one, psychological stress. Wow. Psychological stress triggers mast cells. That's pretty crazy, but it's a known thing. Uh, another thing that triggers mast cells, it's a known thing, is COVID, coronavirus, triggers mast cells in the lungs. And it's part of the mechanism by which long COVID happens is mast cells in the lungs get triggered by COVID. And then we also get some 
hypercoagulation and some microvascular changes uh, in the blood vessels. And so we get this mast cell activation and these decreased cerebral blood flow. And it leads to a myriad of symptoms like anxiety, brain fog, fatigue, or POTS, or you know, cardiac changes, palpitations, things like that. So the, the stress, though, COVID viruses. Um, toxins. Toxins also trigger mast cell release. So mercury induces mast cell release. Aluminum triggers mast cell release. Glyphosate, atrazine, different herbicides, pesticides trigger mast cell release. Um, fragrances. How about fragrances? You know, not, not as much, uh, uh, you know, things like herbicides and pesticides, but even you walk into a, like, I'll ask a lot of my patients, how would you feel if I locked you inside bath and body works? And they're like, Oh my gosh, I would hate that. I would get a headache. I would get a migraine. I would get anxiety. I would feel panic. I would want to leave. I would get rapid heart rate. And and that's a, a mass cell response there too. Foods can also trigger this. So people that get immediate food reactivities or nausea, reflux, cramping, or, or things like that are mass cell mediated, not necessarily IgG mediated. Um, yeah. yeah. TH2 dominance, you know, I already mentioned that, but just being in TH2 dominance. So that means that inflammation in hollow spaces. So like sinus inflammation, let's say I have sinus infection, that's caused by strep. And, and strep is driving that inflammation. But that inflammation in hollow spaces, just from the cytokines that are produced, from that epithelial inflammation, things like interleukin-33 and TSLPs, that's going to drive more mast cell activation even if there's not, you know, an allergen or a trigger like the strep uh, in itself is a trigger, but that's going to drive more mast cell activation. So a lot of these, again, are vicious cycles that we can get stuck in. Or another one that's a huge one that I talk about all the time is mold. And mold drives mast cell cytokine responses in a myriad of different ways. And, and different molds drive different things. So some, you know, if there's IgE, mold sensitivity, there's going to be more histamine. If there's a yeast overgrowth of the GI tract, there might not be histamine. There might just be a mast cell, you know, release of inflammatory cytokines. Some, of, some molds just release interleukin-6. Some, uh, I believe, trigger just TNF-alpha. Um, and some trigger, you know, the whole degranulation. And so molds are, are, are a big one. So it, um, again, these, these mast cells can be triggered with the innate immune system. And this is through something called toll-like receptors. And that leads to innate inflammation or adaptive immune system. And that's, again, the problem is why they're, again, implicated in so many inflammatory problems. Um is because they can be triggered in two different ways. They're easily triggered. They're in these tissues that are exposed to our toxic environment, that are exposed to our toxic food, our toxic air, our toxic water, things like that. So they're getting more and more triggered. Now, so what are the symptoms of this? Again, I've thrown out a lot of them, but joint pain is one. Brain fog is a huge one. Brain fog, anxiety, um, depression, and fatigue. Mast cells also drive something called neurogenic 
inflammation, meaning that it comes from the brain and it's neurogenic. It also affects vagus nerve and that, that's heavily implicated as well. Um, but neurogenic inflammation, so brain fog, fatigue, anxiety, um, also heart palpitations, um, mast cells in the heart can get triggered and, and cause, you know, AFib type things or, or palpitations. Um, gosh, um, anxiety, fatigue, oh, it, itching, any skin itching, any hives, any obviously nose running, any lung things, any asthma, also like heaviness of the limbs, sometimes post-exercise things, um, multiple chemical sensitivities, again, fragrances, chemicals, aldehydes, things like that. Um, yeah. And a lot of, I see a lot of like methylation defects with histamine issues, but yeah. So then let's talk about what can, what you can do. Cause again, you know, that's really important, but uh, what can you do or what are some action steps for these mast cells? And, and the answer is flavonoids. Um, and every brand has their like blend. So I'll just say, you know, without being brand specific, you know, orthomolecular has dehist. That might be the most famous like over-the-counter herbal supplement blend. And it's got quercetin and bromelain and, you know, stinging nettle and and I don't know what else is in that one. Um, Apex has Histo-X. So Histo-X I like because it's focused not on histamine pathways as much as leukotriene pathways. Um, Pure encapsulation has Hist-Reset. And again, it's just a different blend. Um, Quicksilver has Hista-Aid. Research Nutritionals has Hista-Quell. So again, and and the list goes on and on. Um, But they're all different blends. But the, the answer is flavonoids. So quercetin is a big one. Quercetin inhibits mast cell degranulation. Quercetin is probably the most well-known flavonoid. It's found in a lot of onion, but it's a flavonoid. And I don't know the exact definition of flavonoid, but it's plant-based compounds that give it, give them flavors. Um, and so quercetin is a flavonoid. Luteolin is another flavonoid. Luteolin is uh, another powerful mast cell stabilizer and especially effective in the brain and turning off this neuroinflammation. So quercetin, luteolin, very effective. Curcumin is another flavonoid that is not as much of a mast cell stabilizer, but is more of an anti-inflammatory and will shut down NF-kappa-B and joint inflammation, uh, brain inflammation, gut inflammation, and, and very, very useful curcumin. Rutin is another one that's a mast cell stabilizer. Bromelin, I don't think bromelin is technically an, uh, 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 a flavonoid. I think it's an enzyme. Um, but it, it can break down mitochondrial DNAs. There's a whole other problem. But in inflamed gut tissue, inflamed sinus tissue, it will release mitochondrial DNAs. Mast cells, mast cells release mitochondrial DNAs that are very massively inflammatory. Massively inflammatory. So uh, taking proteolytic enzymes like bromelain can help break down these mitochondrial DNAs that are massively inflammatory. And lastly, perilla. Perilla is another flavonoid. Perilla um, and astragalus both block TH2 and interleukin-4, which again, interleukin-4 is a cytokine that will drive mast cell activation. Um, 
And so Peril is really, 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 really useful in inhibiting kind of sinus, allergy, gut-mediated inflammation or inflammation in hollow spaces that can turn on these mast cells. So again, the reason that I wanted to record this episode is partially because it tied in with the last three, but partially because this is what I'm studying and clinically this is the new new and this is just so relevant. So I always want to give the most useful information. I kind of, you know, I said I've been really, really busy, so I haven't done many episodes lately, but I also have had a little bit of what I call paralysis by analysis, meaning that there's so many things spinning in my head. I got so many papers pulled up on my desktop that it's like, I don't even know what to talk about. So I decided I just want to start talking about the things I talk about every day. So I want to talk about, you know, just some of the clinical strategies that we use, some of the cases that I see... (coughs) And some of the most common, you know, mechanisms. Mechanistically, this is the most interesting thing that I've found in a long time. So I am just diving into this mast cell stuff and trying to figure out better ways that we can stabilize these mast cells and block this inflammation as it gets turned on and decrease histamine and increase the clearance of some of these things and, you know, et cetera. So I think this is a really, 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 really relevant and useful episode for somebody that's suffering with any inflammatory problem. But again, there's a lot of different ways to do this. So it's really helpful to work with a practitioner. Another thing that I'd say is with mast cells, it's hard to do any labs. Um, you know, it is, uh, it's hard to do any labs. I mean, just period. There's, you can do whole blood histamine. There's methylation components. There's tryptase. There's... Um, you know, et cetera, but there's, there's not like great labs of, Hey, my mast cells are activated. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I think that's all the clinical information and all the useful information. Uh, if this is something that you want to know more about, or you want to figure out, you know, how can I, how can you work with me or, or is this a part of my problem? Feel free to schedule a 15 minute phone consult with me. It's free. Um, I talk with a lot of you, I'll tell you, last night I reviewed labs with somebody that that came from the podcast that I don't usually do labs on people that don't become my patients. But after a 15-minute phone consult, he was like, I've done everything and seen everybody. I don't even know what I haven't done yet. I just am curious about this lab test that I heard you speak about on the podcast. And we reviewed them last night. And it was really, 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 really interesting for he and I. So a lot of the things that I do, you know, they're super unbiased. I'm not trying to sign you to, you know, some big plan. Um, I do offer, you know, packages of working together. But, you know, my goal, again, is just explaining these mechanisms and then helping you work through that because you're going to need help through that. So there's no sales. There's no... Uh, bait and switch. There's no, there's, you know, like I'm super low pressure with it. Um, so anyway, check that out on our website. Um, schedule a free 15 minute phone console. Check out the YouTube channels. Check out, find us on Instagram. The YouTube channels have a ton of great info. I've had a lot of people also find me through the podcast. And after we talk, I'm like, oh, you would, you would like my YouTube channel. And that's what I'm going to start recording too, is things like, you know, intermittent fasting, vagus nerve stimulation, detox pathways, coffee enemas, Measuring blood sugar, you know, those are a lot of the things that are on my YouTube channel um, that are that are really really cool as well. So I have one uh, as autoimmune doc, and I have one that's Wash Wellness Center or Washington Wellness Center. 
Um, yeah, and and I think they're linked in some of these podcasts. But anyway, let us know if you need any any help finding those. But they are out there. Anyway, that is it. Talk to you guys next time. Thank you.